0: Hey, hey friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today I'm gonna continue with our theme of talking about the Holy Spirit while unlocking some of the mysteries when it comes to spiritual gifts. I'm gonna explain them and give you a greater understanding of what they are and what the Bible says about pursuing the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how powerful they are when used in our lives. In 1 Corinthians, scripture tells us to pursue love and to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. God doesn't command us to just desire the spiritual gifts like we desire ice cream or going to the movies, right? The definition of earnestly is with sincere and intense conviction. The Holy Spirit really wants to be pursued seriously with intense conviction. This is just another way of saying that if we want to see and experience the full range of spiritual gifts, we must relentlessly seek them. So God is telling us through the Bible to not just desire and seek after spiritual gifts, but it's also mandatory as believers. I mean, if we are responsible for desiring spiritual gifts and the Spirit is responsible for distributing them, we should ask that He fulfills our desires by granting us the gifts we want to see manifest in our lives. I would suggest that the desire we feel for certain gifts is likely itself the fruit of the Spirit's work in our hearts. He desires or wills to grant us a gift or gifts which awakens in us a desire for the very thing that He is determined to impact. Don't forget that Paul issues this exhortation in 1 Corinthians 14.1, not just to some but to all Christians. These are men and women who have already been born again and already possess at least one spiritual gift. So Paul is exhorting believers and to whom the Spirit has already granted at least one gift and to earnestly desire yet more gifts. This indicates that we have a responsibility to pursue their presence in our lives. And how do we do this? By asking God for their impartation. We should pray for this earnest desire. And another passage that connects seeking the gifts and prayer is found in 1 Corinthians 14.13. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. Paul is speaking about a believer who already has a spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. And he tells her to ask God for the spiritual gift of interpretation of tongues. Why? Well, Paul wants everything that occurs in the corporate assembly of God's people to be intelligible so that we can understand what's being downloaded from heaven. So if there is no interpretation of tongues, what is said in tongues is of no value to others present. It would be like someone speaking in a totally different language that you don't understand. You would need an interpreter. And this is a key principle for exercising the gifts. Scripture tells us if you are going to exercise your gift of speaking in tongues in a setting whose purpose is for the edification or building up of other Christians, either make certain that someone with the gift of interpretation is present, or pray that God would grant you yourself the ability to interpret your own tongue. I remember there being an example of this growing up. Oftentimes there was a specific lady and she would stand up in the middle of our church service. She would just start speaking in tongues, speaking in a different language with such great authority and power. And then shortly after, one of the associate pastors would stand up and he always had an interpretation and it was so edifying and so encouraging for the entire body of believers. So I grew up witnessing what it is to have the interpretation of tongues, you know, words of knowledge and prophecy. So I can tell you friends that these gifts will really empower you and strengthen your faith. As we continue in Scripture, you know, we see that Paul even counsels young Timothy. He writes to him and he says, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. You know, God wants us to desire the spiritual gifts. So you might be asking, what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Well, we read in Scripture that there are nine gifts. Now, there are other spiritual gifts such as mercy, teaching, administration, But these are specific gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first one is word of knowledge. This one might manifest the most in your daily life with the Lord. With God having absolute perfect knowledge on all things, and with us having knowledge levels that are completely imperfect and limited, this means that we all need to receive words of knowledge from the Lord on a very regular and frequent basis in order to navigate safely through this life. The Holy Spirit will really manifest this specific gift with a lot of frequency in your daily life if you can learn how to pick it up from Him when it comes in. He actually manifests this gift a lot more than people realize, but they fail to realize or pick it up when it does come their way because they have never been taught that the Holy Spirit can do this for them in the first place. These words of knowledge that you can receive direct from the Holy Spirit can literally cover an infinite number of things in your daily life. They can cover anything from something very trivial, like where you misplaced your car keys, to giving you life-saving knowledge on how to solve an impending crisis or emergency. I just got reminded of this one time that my sister lost her car keys. I was visiting my family for the holidays, and everybody was packed in the car, ready to go. She was so frantic, anxious, looking everywhere, tearing up the house, looking for her car keys and she could not find them. As she was sitting in her car, the Holy Spirit told her to look inside of a roller skate that was in her closet. (laughs) I mean, that just sounds ridiculous, right? But she has kids, so who knows what happened? (laughs) But it was such a powerful instruction that she got, you know? So she calls me up inside the house, and she goes, Leah, go look inside the roller skate in the closet downstairs in the kid's closet. And I was thinking, what? Why would your car keys be in a roller skate in the closet, right? (laughs) That just sounds ridiculous. But I went and checked, and sure enough, the car keys were inside of a roller skate. Like the least likely of places to find her car keys was inside of a roller skate. And I just knew instantly that it was the Holy Spirit that downloaded that word of knowledge to her. And it was so amazing. It was just like, wow, God, only you could have known this. There are so many examples of this, and there is literally nothing that the Holy Spirit cannot get into your own personal life, where He can then give you a word of knowledge on how to properly handle something that you're currently dealing with, or give you a word of knowledge to help someone else out with what they may be dealing with on their end. With our own knowledge levels being so limited, so imperfect, and so incomplete, we all need words of knowledge from the Lord on some kind of regular basis in this life so that we can make it through this life in one piece and get to where we need to go in our divine destinies with Him. The second gift of the Spirit is the Word of Wisdom. This oftentimes partners with the Word of Knowledge. Sometimes all you need is a direct word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, and it will completely solve the problem or dilemma you are dealing with. However, there will be other times that a word of knowledge will not be quite enough to solve the problem. And this is where you will need a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom will give you the ability to be able to properly apply the knowledge that you may already have on a particular situation. For example, if someone gives you a car manual that will show you how to rebuild a car engine, that manual will give you all of the actual knowledge you will need to learn how to do it. But all of that knowledge will not do you any good unless you first understand what you're reading. If you can understand what you're reading, then the next and final step will be to have the actual wisdom to be able to actually rebuild the car engine. All of that knowledge from the car manual and all of the understanding of that knowledge will do you no good in real life if you do not have the wisdom to be able to apply that knowledge to a real life working situation. And this is why we all need words of wisdom from the Holy Spirit in our daily life, so we will know how to handle more complex types of problems or issues that can occur at a moment's notice in our daily lives. The third gift of the Spirit is one of my favorite gifts, and it's the gift of prophecy. Even Paul said that this may be the greatest of the nine gifts. He singles out this gift when he tells us about the spiritual gifts. He tells us, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And when you think about exactly what this gift is all about, Paul might be right on the money. The gift of prophecy is when you get a direct word, a direct download from the Lord to usually give to someone else. And when I say a direct word, I mean the message from the Lord that will be given to you will literally be word for word. When you get a prophetic word, you really need to try to record it or write it down. So you can go back and listen to it word for word and it will bring you great confirmation and encouragement. How great is it to be able to receive a direct, clear, prophetic word from the Lord to be able to give to someone else in order to help edify and build them up or to help them out with something specific that they may be dealing with, with you being the actual messenger of that prophetic word to that someone. God tells us that the gift of prophecy is to speak edification, exhortation, and comfort to all people. Prophecy is a download from heaven from God. You know, it's speaking forth in human words, something that God has spontaneously brought to mind, a plan he has for your life, something to heal you, encourage you, give you hope, hope for the future. You know, that's what prophecy is meant for, to edify, to prepare you, sometimes to correct you in love. But it's all for your good and God's glory. I know for me personally, you know, I have countless prophecies from coast to coast, from complete strangers. You know, I've seen prophecy come to pass in my life and others' lives. And there's also prophecies that have yet to come to pass and will come to pass in God's perfect timing. Prophecy really is powerful. I can tell you from experience that it gives you encouragement, gives you clarity, it gives you confirmation, it gives you hope. It gives you heavenly perspective and fresh expectation for what God has planned for your life. Also, many times prophecy is meant to confirm what has already been given to the person by the Lord. Sometimes God will confirm for you what He has already told you earlier so that you will know that it was really Him all along. And I can tell you from experience that this is true. So for me, even though I have many amazing prophecies, The truth is, they already confirm what God has already downloaded to me in my quiet time with Him. But if it's a new word, then it sits right with my spirit, and I'm sure to pray about it. You know, also, prophecy needs to be properly tested. As the Bible tells us, there will always be false prophets walking among us, along with the possibility of well-meaning believers prophesying out of their own imaginations but you want to make sure that you have your own confirmation from the Holy Spirit before you go and run with the prophecy. When I get a prophecy, I make sure it lines up with Scripture, it lines up with God's will, and oftentimes lines up with what He's already told me. And also, oftentimes when God prophesies, He downloads a message, He wants you to partner with Him. There's something that He is requiring you to do in order to see a word come to pass. So there's so much more to prophecy. I can't wait to talk about it next week. But we are going to go on to the next gift. I don't want to get too caught up. But if you do desire the gift of prophecy, if you would like the Lord to manifest this gift through you from time to time so that you can be a direct messenger for Him to someone else, just go to Him in prayer and ask Him that you would be more than happy to be a willing and yielded vessel for Him to manifest this particular gift according to His will. And then keep your radars up, always being open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If He will want to start manifesting this gift through you so that He can use you to help build others up and bring someone comfort, joy, peace, understanding, confirmation, or direction into their lives. The fourth gift of the Spirit is the gift of faith. This is definitely a gift that I walk in every day, and it comes directly from the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that we all have a certain measure of faith, and it's already been given to us by the Lord. God has to give each person a certain measure of faith, or we would not be able to get saved. You know, the Bible tells us that we are saved by faith through grace. And then over the course of our walks with the Lord, our faith will continue to grow to higher levels as we continue to draw closer to the Lord and our own personal relationship with Him and increase our knowledge levels about Him through the study of Scripture. However, there will be times that our own levels of faith in the Lord will not be enough to get the job done with what He may be asking us to do for Him. I can use me as an example. You know, even though I've always been a faithful person, I would not be able to endure this long season of crazy faith if it wasn't for the gift of faith and for the grace that God has given me to endure. In order to not give up, the faith and the endurance I have is only because God has given me the gift of faith. Hence my ministry, Lens of Faith. In 2016, when I started Lens of Faith, He told me to start blogging. That's how I started. I didn't know what I was going to name my blog. And God told me, name it Lens of Faith. This will be the beginning of your ministry. Lens of Faith really defines who I am, not only as a photographer, But it's really the journey I'm on. It's me walking in extreme faith and having to constantly look through and focus through the lens of faith. I give all credit and glory to God. I'm only faithful because He is faithful. But God wants to grow all of us in greater faith. And the more that you walk in faith, your confidence and faith levels start to build up because God is now starting to use you in this manner. And now you get to see God's perfect track record. You look back on His goodness and all that He's done. You trust Him. He's never failed you and He's not going to start now. Sometimes God may ask us to do something that will be out of our comfort zone. But in order to be who God has called all of us to be, stepping out in faith requires that we step out of our comfort zones. Just the simple fact that faith is believing what you have not seen is uncomfortable. It's not knowing the future, it's not knowing what it will look like, and it's not knowing the timing. Faith is fully depending on God to step in and do something that we are unable to do on our own. So when you are faced with this, ask the Holy Spirit to manifest His faith, His courage, and His boldness in you so that you will have His faith and His strength and courage to do what God is asking you to do for Him or if God is asking you to believe Him for the impossible, for things that look dead in the natural, you know, it's going to take His Holy Spirit to manifest His faith and courage so you don't give up and you hold on to His word and to hold on to His promises no matter what it looks like. That, my friends, is living a life of faith. The fifth gift is the gift of healings. One of the things that Jesus is wanting all of us to do for Him is to pray for the sick. And if we do, then many of the times they will recover, which means that He is going to heal them. So it should come as no surprise that we have the gift of healing as one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. What this means is that at any time, the Holy Spirit can manifest His special gift through any believer so He can then heal someone of any kind of disease, illness, or sickness. Let me tell you, God still heals and performs miracles today. I recently brought a friend who's a new believer to a tent revival and the evangelist called up anyone with a specific illness. He said, if there's anyone that is either dealing with hearing loss or deafness, God wants to heal you. And so my friend who's never been to a tent revival or anything like this, went up, got prayed for, and he got instantly and permanently healed of hearing loss. You know, friends, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He performed instant healings and miracles in the Bible, and He's that same God today. He still heals. He is the great physician. I have witnessed God's healing power over and over in my life and in others. You do not have to have the gift of healing as any kind of a full-time ministry to be able to have the Holy Spirit do this through you. This can literally happen to any single believer at any time with the Lord. But as such, this is another gift that you will definitely want to try and stir up with the Lord, because there are just so many people who need some kind of healing due to the fact that we still have to deal with all kinds of diseases, sicknesses, and illnesses on a regular basis as the result of Adam, you know, sin that is still in full operation on this earth. Not only can the Holy Spirit directly heal you with your own personal prayers to the Lord. But He can also use you as an anointed vessel to manifest His healing power through you to help heal someone else. If you will only have the courage to speak out what He wants you to say to that person. And then you can lay hands on them and start praying. There are times where you don't even have to lay hands on that person. One time I was sitting in my car and I think I slept on my neck wrong. But somehow I could not even turn my head to the right. I was able to turn fine to the left, but I could not turn my neck to the right. I remember having a friend at the time call me that that really walked in the gift of healing. But he was on the phone and he told me, put your hand on your neck. And he just started praying over me. And I was agreeing with him in prayer. And after he was done praying, he said, turn your neck and see how it is. I turned my neck and no joke, instantly healed. I was able to turn even more to the right than I could on the other side. That was fine. So God not only healed my neck, but he actually made my neck even better than the other side. That was fine. We were both wowed by God that night. And I remember him being so excited saying, that was my first phone healing. (laughs) He never prayed for someone to get instantly healed over the phone like that. And the sixth gift of the Spirit is the working of miracles. Who doesn't love miracles? This gift from the Holy Spirit is where you can get into some real heavy, jaw-dropping, knock-your-socks-off type of supernatural activity from Him. If you study the Bible very carefully from start to finish, it is literally one miracle after another. Let me tell you, friends, our God is a miracle-working God, and He still loves to do them for His people. You know, like I said, God does not change. God has performed miracles since the beginning of time, all throughout history, and He still does them today. I know, I personally know many walking miracles today. So don't have any lack of faith or belief if you are believing and praying for Him to do one for you or anyone else. Remember, the Bible tells us that absolutely nothing is impossible with God. So that includes any divine miracles that he will want to perform. The seventh gift is the discerning of spirits. This next gift is one that is really needed in the dangerous and perilous times that we are now living in. The other spirits that are out there that this gift is referring to are demonic spirits, gods, angels, and human spirits. What happens in this gift is that the Holy Spirit will give you supernatural discernment, insight, and knowledge involving these three kinds of spirits. Many of the times, this gift will be used to fully expose what is really going on and operating behind the scenes with someone. Here's how this gift will come into play with each one of these spirits. For a demonic spirit, they are still being allowed to roam in the air and interact with us in some degree in this life. We really need this gift in full operation today just to handle this one type of bad evil spirit. As you may know, Many times demons can literally enter into a person's body if they have the appropriate legal rights to be able to do so. But once they are in someone's body, they will then try and hide and not show themselves. They know if they get caught and exposed on the inside of that person's body, they risk that person either finding Jesus if they are not saved yet, or if it is a Christian that this person will then seek out a deliverance from another believer. And since some demons are very good at hiding, God needs to activate this gift through some of His own so that they can detect when a demon is on the inside of someone and expose its presence. Once the demon has been exposed, you can set the person up for deliverance. But first, you must be able to discern and detect that demonic activity. I personally know believers that walk in this gift, and they can tell when someone's hosting a demon by sometimes how they look, how they smell, the Holy Spirit giving them awareness of it. They walk in this gift. Then you have the spirit of God's angels. The Bible tells us that God's angels are also spirit beings, and they're ministering spirits. Throughout history, God's angels have appeared to people many times, and the Bible is full of these kinds of stories, from the Virgin Mary, to Daniel, to the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. However, the Bible also warns us that Satan and his demons can appear to us as angels of light. So as a result, we need proper discernment from the Holy Spirit if an angel were to ever appear to you. The false religions of Islam and Mormonism are two perfect examples of demons appearing as angels of light to the two people who started these two false religions. If those two people who would have known how to properly test the spirit appearing to them, those two demon angels could have easily been stopped dead in their tracks And those two false religions could have easily been prevented from ever having started up. The Bible tells us how to properly discern spirits. In 1 John 4, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. What this means is that you directly ask the angel to identify who his Lord and Master is. He better say that is Jesus Christ. Then you ask him to confess to you that Jesus Christ has come to our earth in the flesh. If the angel cannot make this direct confession to you that Jesus Christ has already come to earth in the flesh, then what you're dealing with is a real live demonic spirit masquerading as an angel of light. At this point, you should command the demon to now leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. I know this is deep, friends. This is really deep. But don't be scared because it won't be us, but instead the Holy Spirit's power working in us. Of course, if it's an angel from God, you should feel a sense of peace and comfort coming in from the Holy Spirit, because he should be bearing witness that this is one of God's angels. And then lastly, there's human spirits. In addition to angels and demonic spirits, the third kind of spirit that this gift is referring to is just our own human spirits. For instance, someone could have a bad spirit of pride on them, and pride is such an ugly spirit, it's one that God hates. So it won't be a demonic spirit giving this person this kind of bad pride. It will just be his own natural spirit as we are all totally capable of having bad kinds of spirits build up in our systems without the help of any kind of demonic spirits, since we have already been born into this world as corrupt sinners. And where this gift will really come into play is on discerning some of the really bad apples that are out there, especially those of the criminal types, such as money scammers, swindlers. You know, pedophiles are especially good at seducing some of the family members so that they can work themselves into getting closer to some of their younger children. And this is why parents especially have to keep a sharp eye on any new people who come into their immediate circle of influence. So just realize that this is a gift that the Holy Spirit can manifest for you and to always keep yourself open and sensitive to anything that the Holy Spirit may want to transmit your way. Because God the Father is very protective over His own. And He will not hesitate to have His Holy Spirit give you major warning signals. If you start to cross paths with someone with a bad and evil spirit who is either targeting you, or any of your close friends or family members for some kind of evil act. The eighth gift, the gift of speaking in tongues, which I covered in the last episode. So I encourage you to listen to the last episode to hear about this topic in full depth, but to sum it up, It's simply the Holy Spirit giving you the supernatural ability to speak in a foreign tongue that you have no knowledge or ability to speak out on your own. It's a heavenly language that's not of this earth. Speaking in tongues is very powerful. It's a direct line talking to God, and it gives us access to the throne room. Tongues is also prophesying your God-ordained future and His plan for our lives. Tongues is also knowledge, counsel, and secrets being withheld from the enemy the enemy can't interpret what we're saying. It's a direct line to God. It's powerful and it helps us develop our prayer lives. It also reverses demonic assignments set out against you. It can eliminate selfishness in our prayer life. There's so many reasons why we should desire to speak in tongues. And the ninth and final gift of the Spirit is the interpretation of tongues. This gift is where the Holy Spirit will give you the interpretation of the tongues that you have either done for yourself, or when they are being done by someone else, many times in a church setting. I actually grew up witnessing this. There usually was this older lady in church, and she would just stand up in the middle of the church service, and she would just start shouting with authority in the gift of tongues. And then when she was finished, many times it would be the associate pastor, he would stand up, and he would interpret what she said And it was a word for that time for the whole body of Christ that was there that day. And it would really encourage, edify, and comfort everybody that was present that day. The Bible talks more about this in 1 Corinthians 14. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. For if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. The first verse has to do with others interpreting a tongue when it's done in a church service. The second verse is showing you that the Holy Spirit can give you the interpretation of your own tongue as you are praying in it all by yourself. Again, another very powerful gift that you can ask to receive from the Lord if you would like to tread into these kinds of deeper waters with Him. Well, friends, that wraps up what the gifts of the Spirit are and how you can walk in greater purpose, greater power by desiring and seeking out the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Just stop and think about what all nine of these gifts from the Holy Spirit are really about. We are talking about God Almighty Himself coming down and manifesting a part of Himself Through these nine gifts, since God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are perfectly one with one another in the divine trinity. This is like a push the envelope kind of activity with the Lord. (laughs) With every single one of these nine gifts being direct, miraculous manifestations from the Holy Spirit, you are attempting to tread into deeper waters with the Lord and walking in greater power and discernment. And that is exactly what God is asking all of us to do with these nine special gifts. You might be saying, you know, I'm not going to pray for someone that's sick because I don't have the gift of healing, or I'm not going to give someone this word that I feel that I really need to give them because I'm not a prophet. But that may be the enemy trying to hold you back, trying to prevent you from doing God's work because God can use you in every one of these gifts. I can tell you that I have done most of these gifts at some point in my life. There's been times that I've laid hands on somebody that I feel like I was supposed to pray for and they got instantly healed. There's been times where God gave me a prophetic word for someone and they started crying because it was just what they needed to hear. The Holy Spirit can use you to manifest any one of these gifts at any given time. We can be going about our business, going on errands, and the Holy Spirit might prompt us to pray for someone that needs healing or to pray for someone that is going through a depression, or having a hard time in their life, or to prophesy a word of hope and encouragement for someone. But if we are not walking in discernment, if we're not being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, then we won't step out boldly in obedience. You know, some might tell you not to really desire all the spiritual gifts, but it does not seem to do justice to what 1 Corinthians 12-14 really says. God tells us to earnestly desire the higher gifts, the spiritual gifts for a reason, not to walk in our flesh and selfishness, but to selflessly strengthen others so that the church may be built up. So friends, I encourage you not to neglect the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to continue by sharing with you 10 reasons on why we should desire all of the spiritual gifts according to scripture not just the comfortable ones. <laughs> Number one, desire all of the spiritual gifts because you desire God Himself. In 1 Corinthians twelve seven, the Bible tells us, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Secondly, desire all the spiritual gifts knowing that the greatest of these is love. But compared to other is the higher gifts such as speaking in tongues, healing, prophecy, which we are going to speak about next week, and other gifts. Love really trumps any of the other gifts because we can have all the gifts of the Spirit, but if we don't walk in love and kindness and mercy and self-control with a humble heart, then really all the other spiritual gifts matter less because the greatest of these is love. Three, desire all the spiritual gifts because you need to overcome the satanic fear that dwells in our hearts. Desire all the spiritual gifts, because we need the Holy Spirit to overcome the fear that dwells in our hearts. You know, many people's opposition to spiritual gifts is energized by fear, like the fear of what might occur when you fully relinquish control of your life and mind and emotions to the Holy Spirit. If you feel fear in any way in your life, in any circumstance, the spirit of fear is never from God. And four, desire all of the spiritual gifts, knowing that discernment is needed. Let me tell you, friends, we all need discernment. This is one of my life messages right now, you know, is discernment. Really encouraging the church to wake up and have discernment, especially in this hour with all the different news that we hear, all the different voices out there, all the different things going on in this world. If we don't have discernment then we are just living as sheep with no shepherd. But when we have the Holy Spirit guiding us, when we're planted in His Word, when we're sensitive to His voice, then we can walk in discernment and know what's right and wrong, what's good and evil. Then we're able to make wise decisions and live with a sense of clarity. So discernment is really needed. The Bible tells us, do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. But in order to test the spirits, you have to have discernment. And the fifth reason why we should desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit is it makes us more effective to evangelize, to share the gospel with the lost. When we are empowered with the Holy Spirit and we are walking in discernment and the spiritual gifts, Our natural becomes supernatural. Paul tells us in Romans 15, For I will not dare to speak of anything except for what Christ has accomplished through me to lead the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. Many people have been converted by experiencing a healing or deliverance from demonic oppression. Number six, desire all the spiritual gifts because God commands it. In fact, God tells us, do not forbid speaking in tongues in 1 Corinthians 14.39. And do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies in 1 Thessalonians 5.19-20. Number seven, He tells us, desire all the spiritual gifts knowing that all things should be done decently and in order in 1 Corinthians 14.40. Number eight, desire all the spiritual gifts because you long for God's people to be as built up and encouraged and consoled as is pleasing to Him. In 1 Corinthians 14.3, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, you know, in fact, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church in order to have a greater manifestation of the Spirit of God Himself. I can tell you for me personally that prophecy has been so dynamic. It's been such a blessing to me. I have countless prophecies, you know, given to me by complete strangers. Like even if you didn't believe that God speaks today, you could not explain why complete strangers would know exactly what's happening in your life. How do you really explain that? It's only supernatural and it's only from God. I've had prophecies supernaturally come to pass in my life and in others, and I'm waiting on prophecies to come to pass in God's perfect timing. And we'll talk more about prophecy in the next episode. I'll have a special guest. It's going to be so good. So make sure to tune in. Number nine, desire all the spiritual gifts. God tells us that He did mighty things in history, but He tells us that we will do even greater things, greater than this. But if we don't desire to walk in the same power that Jesus walked in, then we can't expect to live in the same freedom that He walked in. You know, Jesus would just be walking down the street, stop somebody, lay hands on them, heal them, speak into their lives, prophesy over them. You know, He walked in the gifts of the Spirit. And number 10, as we read in 2 Corinthians twelve seven, desire all the spiritual gifts, knowing that suffering will come. First, just as God did with Paul, he may choose to afflict you so that you may not become wickedly proud because of your great giftings. You know, the world, the flesh, and the devil will all fight against a greater manifestation of God through his spirit in your life because of these gifts. But friends, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Well, friends, that wraps up today. I hope that this message has given you encouragement and a greater understanding on the gifts of the spirit. Lord God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for the gifts of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Thank you that you want to empower and enable us to be all that you've called us to be, Lord God. I just pray that you would give each and every listener, Lord God, the desire to seek out the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to walk in power, to walk in freedom to walk in deliverance, Lord God, a greater awakening, greater freedom, Lord God, for each and every believer. Speak to us, Lord God. Give us greater understanding, revelation, discernment. Lord, we pray that you would make us aware of anything that we may lack in our life so that we can step it up in our faith, Lord God, in our spiritual walk, and to live a life of complete freedom and purpose that only comes from you. Thank you, Lord, for your revelation and for who you are. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.